Well, John, another week has passed, and uh, unfortunately, I heard some really bad news this week that uh, one of my friends, uh, Mr. Ted White, had passed away. And uh, I'm really sorry to hear that, man. It's all right, you know. He lived a really full, good life. Uh, he was 96 years old when he passed away. And I just wanted to talk about him a little bit because he was one of those uh, people that just made an immediate impression on you. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I met him uh, through him selling me a lathe because I had been looking for a Powermatic 90 lathe, which the- is a Powermatic generally woodworking talking uh makes really good tools and the the lathe is very expensive and so so the lathe can make itself right i think the lathe is the only tool tool that can make itself correct yeah um (laughs) so if if you got that good one can you make other good potentially make anything yeah um so you got this lathe so from anyways I went over there to his house. He lived off of, uh, oh, man, what's the exit right before Topanga? We'll talk like the Californians here. Like, you oh, get out from, like. Um, for Topanga. Yeah. I don't go out there. Anyways, off the 101. I'm in Ventura County. So, Jeff and I went over there. I know for sure, just from the specs on the slave, it weighs 800 pounds. So I knew that we were not going to be... shit, how big is this thing? I knew that we weren't going to be taking it back with us. Like, this was a go check it out, see if it was good. And uh, and then, so when we got to the place, it was like a very large property, like right on the edge of the valley there. Um, it, it looked like it was a horse property, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. really nice house. We pulled up there... The guy got out and greeted us, you know. I, obviously, he was an older gentleman. Big dude, though, like 6'4", built, you know, like a, he looked like a football player, just an old guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, But he was still driving. He had an F-250, like a brand new one. He said he drove it to work every day still. Nice. And, uh, you know, so he was probably in ninety early 90s then. And um, he, you know, took us back he had a a house main house and then like a corridor that went through this courtyard and in the back and then it looked like a back house but that was his workshop where all his wood stuff working stuff was and i noticed right away as we were walking back there you know jeff and i were talking to him a little bit he had a outside there was a giant elk rack on the outside of his house Mm. and uh I was like, that's a big rack. And he told me that he had you shot said, that elk. Said, that's a nice rack. Yes. I said, that's a nice rack. <laughs> he sh- he told me he had shot the elk with uh, the actor Clark Gable, that they had gone hunting together. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, I, you know, I didn't know anything about this guy leading into this. But, you know, I was like, were you friends with him? And he then he's told me that uh, he had been a stuntman um in Hollywood for a bunch of lead actors a stuntman and stunt double for a lot of these lead actors who were bigger guys height wise you know what i mean uh-huh. so he went on to tell me like as we were walking back there that behind where the the shop was used to be his barn and his corral and he was a horse breaker so oh, wow yeah so he <laughs> after um, you know, he would break horses for people and then they would take them. You know what I mean? So, and that's eventually jumping ahead what led him to be in the movies in the first place. But anyways, we walked back into the shop back there and, you know, I noticed he had like every tool like, you know, that I wished I had. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> every saw was like the top top quality saws you know what i mean he had like miter saws um 
grinder set up for sharpening, table saws. Uh, he had a couple different band saws. I had the lathe, you know, All other things. I was everything like super high end. Nice. And I felt good because he was, I was the only person he said that he ever let use his uh, um, miter saw. You know, so he had me cut some pieces while we were in there when we came back the second time, but that's jumping ahead again. Um, <laughs> but you know, the first things I noticed when I walked in there were he had uh, two posters on the wall there. They were both Marine Corps per- posters from the first Marines, first division, first Marines, you know, or one, one, or what they called the big red one. Yeah. yeah Cause they were in I'm the very most familiar. bloody fucking battles, right. And all the different wars. Yep. Uh, but, and one of the posters was from uh, Iwo Jima and the other poster was from Tarawa, which were two, uh, of the major Marine Corps island hopping battles in World War II against the Japanese. And, and I was like, you know, you were in the first Marines at Tarawa and uh, Iwo Jima. I was like, a lot of respect for you, you know, that, you know, you went through that shit and survived, first of all, uh-huh. you know what I mean? And that you came back, lived a good life and everything else. And, you know, he was, you know, and meanwhile, while we're out there, you know, he's lighting up fucking cigars and bullshitting with us. And, like, his wife comes out there, who's much younger than him, probably in her 50s at the time. And um, she was, like, came out there kind of leery of what was going on, like, two strangers talking to her older husband, like, about, you know, buying some expensive thing and thinking maybe like something weird was going on oh yeah everyone's cautious when they're and first of all property at 90 whatever years old this dude would have kicked mine and jeff's asses both of us and was like it wouldn't have even been like yeah you know we took advantage of this old guy no he would have just beat the fuck out of us so she didn't have that to worry about but he looked so pissed when she came out there and like kind of like shamed him a little bit in front of the guys like he didn't mm. like that shit at all because uh, he was old school as fuck <laughs> you know what i mean so yeah kind of just like you know he wasn't mean to her or anything but you know he was like leave me you know leave me alone type of shit and mm-hmm. uh so you know but we were you know just talking to him more and talking about the different tools he had we were me and him were i wasn't talking to him about any of his movie shit because i didn't know anything about that Like, I was talking to him about pieces of wood and, like, different stuff we had made and, like, his Marine Corps stuff that his, you know, he wasn't going into detail, but he was talking about his service and, you know, that he was a Marine forever, you know, just like every Marine who served in battle, they're always Marine Corps for life, you know that. Yeah, for sure. Got my grandfather and uncle that were also first, first Marine Division. Uh, Korean War and uh, Desert N- Storm. Gnarly. Yeah. Um, Especially in Korea. I mean, Desert Storm too, but Korea was a protracted fucking yeah, battle sure. through the hot and cold and the mountains and the, against the Chinese and everything else. But anyways, yeah. back to the situation with Ted, he was like, um, you know, started telling me that he... You know, going back to the Clark Gable thing, you know, he said that he was friends with someone who was a producer or something like that, possibly a stunt coordinator. I'm not even sure on a Western movie they were doing and asked him if he wanted to come down to the set. Mm. And he was like, sure. You know what I mean? He went down to the set with him. Why not? And it was a scene, he said, where they were having a guy lasso a guy off of a horse, right? And the guy the guy was, like, moving in a circle on the horse, and he was supposed to get lassoed and pulled off the horse. Wow. And he said that the guy couldn't do it. He kept missing. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. the guy, I guess, was going pretty fast on the horse, so it's, like, pretty hard to lasso someone, I guess, off a horse. And... uh 
his friend asked Ted if he thought he could do it. And he was like, yeah, I could do it. You know, and he said, uh, he goes, yeah, John, I threw that lasso around that guy and I yanked back. And Ted was, like I said, a big dude. So he said, I yanked that guy so hard, like through the air off the horse. He slammed so fucking hard. Like I thought he was dead. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they hired him right away. Oh my God. And so he got a job working for the studio. And back then, like you worked under con, like it wasn't like you do a movie now. It was like you were under contract with a studio. So you're saying he was ruthless from the beginning. For sure. <laughs> you know, and that was after he had already served in the Marines. The war was over. Right. Yeah. So he had been, he had been doing like some stunt work like that. And, uh, they somehow because he was in the Marine Corps and um, had served at Iwo Jima they were looking for someone as like a set reality coordinator whatever when they were making this movie called The Sands of Iwo Jima so he got hired for that and then was also in the movie as a Marine you know what I mean in the movie itself uh -huh. But the movie stars John Wayne, um, and he became <laughs> friends with John Wayne during the filming of the movie. So wow. he said basically after that movie was in like 1949-ish, that after that he was John Wayne's double in almost every movie he did after that. Oh, wow. And Clark Gable, that's how he knew Clark Gable because he doubled for him as well. And then he said also, like, Fess Parker, Rock Hudson, and a couple other bigger framed, like, action movie guys from that time period. So he would do the stunt doubling for those guys in the movie. So, like, sometimes when I see an old John Wayne movie, I'll just leave it on so I can try to pick the scenes where he's in it. Yeah. And be like, there's fucking Ted. You know what there I mean? There he is. Yeah, fucking or, legend. Or yeah. doing, a, doing something. So, yeah, and then he was telling me that uh, John Wayne's, I believe his younger son was his godson. So, like, he oh, would go and... Uh, family, basically. Like, yeah, and, like, he passed away before Ted did, you know, years ago. And he even just telling me about it, you could tell, like, he was tearing up, like, very sad about yeah. him passing away. And, like, John Wayne was really, like, one of his really close friends you know what I mean so mm -hmm. very cool you know but then like I didn't know like he didn't go into what other movies he had done per se like he told me that he was uh, he told me that his last movie oh man that he actually did stunts in was mm -hmm. uh I want I can't remember the name of the movie, but it's a Nicolas Cage movie where they're like it's a driving movie. A driving movie. Yeah. Nicolas Cage. Uh, Gone in I'm sixty be looking, seconds. Oh, Gone in sixty seconds. So he okay. did the stunts, you know, are parts of the stunts in that, you know, but driving obviously not on a horse, and <laughs> uh, you know, but well, then do it all. since then he was like a stunt coordinator so he'd go like coach the younger stunt men or go down to the set yeah. you know and show you know i guess oversee stunt work things like that and uh but he still like i said he drove that fucking f-250 from the valley to like burbank to the studios every fucking day you know the big old truck oh yeah and he he drank whiskey and he smoked cigars. You know what I mean? Like, I went in going in his house, he had a whiskey bottle, you know, like, classy, you know, like, the classy fucking expensive whiskey and, like, the nicer, like, well, yeah. cigars and shit. Like, someone older who had money, who liked those things would have... The finer things, yeah. Yeah, he was, like... Like, things that not hoity-toity rich people would think were things that were cool but like having to me like well, having the super high-end woodworking equipment yeah. you know what i and mean like <laughs> the pieces of wood that i still have that he gave me i have like three oh, pieces cool. that are that i have glued into a stack to make a bowl out of um but they're like 
super fucking expensive pieces of wood. Like, the shit that if you go and you buy these three pieces, it's probably going to cost you, like, upwards of 500 bucks, you know, to make the bowl just in wood. Wow. You know, and uh, like I said, I was... I unfortunately heard the news from my friend Eric, who probably got that shit on his feed because... You know, before, like I said, I didn't know about a lot of his movies, but he was in a ton of movies as an actor and as um, a stuntman, of course. You know, and a lot of them are, like, if you IMDb Ted White stuntman, there's so many movies that at least people who are a little older know. Um, and a lot of them everyone knows because they're just classic movies that, you know, stand the test of time. Um, but his um like i don't know how to say it just and what what he's most known for right or well what, what are you trying to go for like <laughs> jeff and i were just like talking about on our way home because I, I had told him i guess in the end we had we made a deal right he he just decided he was gonna sell me I think more because he liked me than anything else because he didn't sell anything else, I guess, in the end. But um, he sold me the lathe for, like, $800, I want to say. And it was, like, you know, worth a couple grand. Um, and I wound up getting, like, Jeff, my friend Mike, and a couple of his buddies to go back there with me with a truck. And we picked it up. Um and then Andrew actually helped me unload it too with everyone else here. Really? <laughs> yeah. But yes, that the unloading story was another story. But um, <laughs> when Jeff and I were going home, you know, we were talking about like how we felt pretty um, shitty about our lives in general after spending some time with him. You know what I mean? Because we he also told me like when he was in college so he was the quarterback at the university of oklahoma right okay yeah university of oklahoma is a fucking major powerhouse in football yeah you know what i mean if you're the quarterback at oklahoma you know you're a highly recruit like now you'd be super recruited for that's the nfl the, the nfl the wasn't as big back then OU. The yeah that's ou and uh the boomer sooners so he married shout out to the truth miss nebraska so he's the quarterback of fucking oklahoma and he's married to miss nebraska <laughs> <laughs> like dude uh, you know he's just like like i said he just made us feel pretty insignificant in our achievements in life just like his that and his war stories and his movie stuff that he's telling us about you know, and then as we're going home, like, of course, it's fucking inevitable that you Google somebody. You know yeah. what I mean? And then we were like, wait a minute. Ted's been in a lot of movies, but, you know, he has played one role that he could have mentioned to us, but he definitely passed on telling us about. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, uh, Maybe because he was tired of talking about probably, it. Because <laughs> he probably gets nothing but that. Like I felt like he was really happy to talk about wood and woodworking. Yeah. Like he, and and his Marine Corps service. Like he didn't give a fucking rat's ass about talking about this. Obviously, and I don't think we ever did talk about it. Like um, where I was like, hey man, can you autograph? Um, like something for me but this is the soundtrack to the movie he was in I don't think copyright infringement is a thing like I've heard about it but I don't oh. believe it oh we just don't believe it no if we don't believe in it it's not real like somebody told Seeing me before that you can't compress it. water but I still believe it's gonna happen at some point <laughs> Like, we're going to be able to compress all the water in the world into a suitcase. And then just take it to whatever planet we go to and have instant oceans. 
Instant Ocean. Let's, That's right. Let's trademark that. Instant Ocean. <laughs> I'm also trademarking compressing water. Heck yeah. So if you guys have guessed the movie so far, I don't know if anyone out there's guessed it. I haven't it. seen any of these movies. I know you told me that. I remember in their entirety. I've seen bits and pieces. I remember seeing the first one in the movie theater. I've I was seen a, most kind of, of the a first very one. young kid, and then like. I don't think I've ever seen another one in the theater. But, so Ted, anyways, played uh, the killer, Jason Voorhees, in uh, Friday the 13th, Part 4, the final chapter. As it turned out, it was not the final chapter. <laughs> if you know anything about those Friday the 13th movies. How many parts again? Fuck, I don't know. Is there more? Do you think there's more Friday the 13th parts or Land Before Time parts? I think I, <laughs> I think there's more Land Before Time. Fuck, I think there is too. I think there's like 14 Land Before you know what? Let's no, find I, that I out. I think there's more like 30. No, fuck. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, let's let's let's, let's compare. You look up Land Before Time, I'll look up Friday the 13th cuz I know there's a shitload of both, but see the Friday the 13th, I think they made them like a handful, but I think Land Before Time. Okay, yeah, you were right. <laughs> Wait, what? <I> would... <laughs> there's 14 films. I'm like 33. <laughs> I was thinking about maybe some So episodes. how many is there? 14? There is 14 films for Land Before Time. So there's 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 more Friday the 13th, I think. Oh, man, I don't know. All right, let's go. You, you, what's your results, John? Um, oh, there's 12 Friday the 13th. So I think Land Before Time, as far as I can tell, still has it. So I wonder. Really? That's still a fucking t way too many. But I wonder if there's a movie franchise that's not porn that has more parts than the <laughs> oh Land Before Time. Oh my gosh! Um, movie franchises. <laughs> oh How many Fast and the Furious films have there been now? Fucking, there's a lot of those too. Like that's... anyone out there knows what movie franchise for sure has the most uh call me up at 805-477-8374 or leave it in the comments <laughs> i which i don't think we even have comments but i mean don't actually call me but just like go that's just funny that this guy puts his number out there yeah but don't actually call lots me lots of confidence yeah. it's a lot of trust in our audience right i don't think anyone's listening if they are though if they are I was just joking that's not my real number no I'm kidding it, it is you could call me or text me just text me though don't, don't really, call don't really call me don't even call after the after 5 p.m. please I mean, <laughs> 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 nah I don't care you can call whenever you want especially if you're in the clink yeah then fuck dude if you get that time to get to a phone and you want to waste your call. fucking phone on that yep just memorize yeah, just that me. one yeah we have another number that we've memorized, but we won't give that out because that is sacred. I know. But I know the I number wanted, I'm going to call. I know. Me too. Like, I We have one customer that is, I think, the only customer whose phone number I know by heart, for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. And that guy, like, I don't know your number. No, I don't know your number either, John. But, like, I know this guy's number, and for I know sure, if I, I know ever too. get arrested... I'm calling I'm him. I'm calling him because I've already told him I would. He and, told me. And he well, said, okay. Well, yeah. But I don't know okay. if he's, he's going to do anything like bail me out. Yeah, he said SOL to me. I mean, he might like you a little bit better. Well, for sure. Yeah. But. <laughs> <laughs> but. So, yeah, I anyway. wouldn't I wouldn't actually call him anyways. I'd call other people, but. But Friday the 13th, you know. But you know what? In part I need, four, I need to watch part four in its entirety now, just for sure. Because Ted has a lot of kills in that movie, and a lot wait, of them are. Which movie has the most kills? Well, See, we need we okay, need a we need so a just as a, an aside, fan. like 
Yeah, thinking... how which franchise has the most kills? If there's any Friday the Thirteenth fans, uh, you can text me about that as well. You know what? Eight zero five four seven seven eight three seven four. I'm thinking of a specific. You know, shout out. Actually, I'm giving a shout out to my groomer friend Ashley, Ash the Spooky Groomer. Um, I feel like you would know all the answers to this, and. Maybe we just need to get you down here and talk about some horror stuff. Oh, she probably would. I'm not but, that um, big of a horror fan, like, compared to, like, your friend or, like, I'm my not friend either, Eric. You know what? Or... I need to get more exposed. I'm, I haven't But anyways, in this films, movie, but, Ted yeah, has a lot of kills, grooming, and a lot of them are by his hand. Like, he crushes the person's skull with his hand, which I thought was awesome. That's pretty epic. Also, if you guys can find this out there... Um, there's a YouTube video of uh, the song Come On Eileen, but just two Friday the 13th kills. And uh, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> a lot of Ted's kills are in that video for sure. That's awesome. Uh, it's hilarious and awesome. But uh, yeah, so part four widely recognized as one of the better Friday the 13th movies and I don't know how you rate that you know what I mean like is it by the volume of kill or something like that or is it like how spectacular each kill is yeah for sure the brutality how scary the kill is yeah I don't know I thought the movies that I saw were campy of course and you know, kind of funny horror, you know what I mean? Like, not serious shit, but, yeah. you know. Uh, so, anyways, I, don't know I yet, found out later, out. too, about Ted that uh, he did definitely make some of his side cash on selling autographed hockey masks and For sure. butcher knives. Oh, yeah, you showed me that. Yeah, he has, so like, a, a web page that he had for a while going, well, probably his whole life, you know, later life, um, selling his memorabilia on there. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, I never asked him for uh, any kind of autographed stuff. I just thought that would be weird. Um, and, unfortunately, I never saw him again. I talked to him once or twice after covid started because everyone was fucking paranoid and i you know being that he was an older guy i didn't want to go near him or have like his wife freak out that someone was coming over who was not you know family or up close and to get him exposed to it so mm-hmm. kind of sad you know gonna miss the guy he's a cool fucking dude but like i said he lived a great life you know, I don't think he had any regrets. Yeah, for sure. You know. But, uh, interestingly, though, you know, from off on another tangent, like, not the first person that I had run into who was, like, in some kind of iconic horror movie or horror movie really? series. I'm sure I really? probably had had to have told you about like when I was a kid and growing oh. up and seeing me like my soccer coach, one of my soccer coaches when I was little. Yeah, this is a trip, guys. Was uh, Sid Haig, who was uh, <laughs> he? Even when I was a kid, he was a known actor, like as a scary guy, like villain type character. Also as a an actor in like westerns, but. Um, Obviously, later on, he was in the movie House of a Thousand Corpses. I'm pretty sure his character's name is Captain Spaulding. And uh, also The Devil's Rejects. And there's another one. It's like a trilogy. Uh, But he was freaking awesome, you know, as a coach. But then also just as an actor and as he had a very iconic look. Um I'm if you're at, not familiar with him, I'm look him up. Sid Haig, he was in so many movies. His, his, yeah, he has so many movies. Yeah, not just and those I, movies. He's in just, like, probably literally hundreds of movies. Yeah, I definitely recognize him from Kill Bill. He it just has the, that recognizable face. Once you see it, you're right. like, oh my gosh, I've seen this guy. Yeah. You know. In a lot in of a things. Lot of he's stuff. just usually, not, he's I a character actor, so he's like. 
TV shows and movies for sure. Yep. Um, I think I remember, like, when I was a kid, he was on a TV show that I want to say he played, like, an alien or something like that, but it was just, like, I remember it being scary, and then when you saw him, like, being a kid, like, not knowing as much the difference between reality and TV, you know, you're like, wow, this dude's fucking gonna murder me, but no, he was a cool as hell dude, and, uh, you know, uh, iconic look iconic actor as well so being a little kid running into him you know being the coach and then yeah the other person but that's such a weird polarizing like thing like he was your yeah yeah because he is scary as fuck for sure like you know when you're little um but you know what like when i was little too i don't know if you won't remember this show but there was a show called the not the six million dollar man but there was a spinoff on that <laughs> called the bionic woman okay follow me here all right i'm, I'm, I'm listening there was a, a girl on one of the episodes because we'd watch that shit when we were little kids and the girl on the show like had esp you know okay. what i mean she could read people's minds and shit and then i met her for somehow like my dad was an actor and somehow knew this girl or whatever and I asked her if she had ESP in real life. <laughs> Being a little kid, you know what I mean? Like, not really still fully realizing the difference between fucking real life and, life and bullshit. <laughs> and bullshit. <laughs> but the other actress who was a, a film actress in horror movies, who I didn't, like, know her or anything, but I used to see her, like, almost every day and just either wave at her, say good morning or whatever, um, was Jamie Lee Curtis, who was oh. like, she, her kid, when I worked, <laughs> yeah, when I worked at Santa Monica <laughs> Ford, she was, uh, her kid went to the school, like, right on our street or whatever, and. Okay, and we've hit freaking so, Friday the 13th. I know, and so we've Halloween. Rob Zombie, freaking Thousand Corpses, and now we're into we're Halloween. Halloween. So, oh man october she, yeah very very nice uh, lady you know um like i said very pleasant like every time you'd see you know who the fuck am i just some dude who works at the ford dealer you know and she'd be pleasant and talk to you like you know like you were somebody she actually knew so i have nothing but good things to say about her as far as that small interaction there that's cool um but she was definitely seems like, like she would be a bad <laughs> to talk to she seems like she I can't remember the other movies but I want to oh, say in on, her John. early career no horror Freaky Friday horror movies <laughs> like when she was okay. super young she was known for horror movies yeah for and sure. then she moved into being like a regular actress and fucking True Lies Freaky Friday whatever yeah. that kind of stuff definitely remember her from Freaky Friday <laughs> wait who's in that with her is it Lindsay it's Lindsay Lohan <laughs> so great <laughs> what an actress yeah I love Lindsay Low. I love Lindsay Lohan in the movie Machete, or maybe Machete Kills. I can't remember. It's one of those oh, ones. Oh, she's in that. Yeah, where she plays a nun. <laughs> oh, that's epic. You know, in the one part, and she pulls out. She's got like two Uzis or some shit like that, and she just starts rapid firing at all these dudes, and she shoots. She doesn't hit one single person, but she shoots the gun out of every single person's hand. Hell yeah! <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, yeah, so I got a shirt from Thick uh, that has Lindsay Lohan on it, and, really, <laughs> and uh, Princess Diana. It's all the and Britney Spears. It's like oh, all I've the seen queens that of one. the 90s. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that one. Oh, it's such an epic shirt. <laughs> I know. I got love... that with their cassettes. I'm so glad I got those, John, because I, I looked the other day and they were sold out. So <laughs> I don't know if. Uh, those will ever come around again. I would like the, if their new album. Wait, don't too, we comes have like a, the thick cassette and also surfboard on cassette? Yeah, for sure. That's I got awesome. the, the back at the crib at the at the at the Coglin clan. See, house. I want to play thick, but I don't know if we're allowed to play thick. I don't know if we're allowed to play anything that we play on here. You know what I mean? But I just uh, like you know, I don't want to get sued or like have them get mad at us or anything. Yeah. But Thick the Band, awesome. 
for sure. Can't say anything but great things about them. I'm so mad that every I, song on both of their albums that I know of is good. Yeah. And John G was up in his trip at Seattle when they came through LA. And I made the mistake of not going. I know, and I was I like, I texted gone. you and like, are you going to Thick tonight? <sighs> I fucking Why didn't you just fucking go? Because of you, social anxiety. Of going, you're afraid to go without anyone? Just going solo. To Fuck, like, you should have just asked anyone. I should have just asked anyone. Anyone who likes music's going to like it, you know. Thick is great. Oh, I'm sorry Definitely you missed want- that. I missed it too because I was up in Washington, uh, we drove up there to Spokane to see Iron Maiden and then yep. did a little visiting on the way with different people on the way down. So I knew I was going to miss that show, but yeah, it's fine. For sure. They'll come back around, I hope. Definitely. 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 I I, I have decided that I'm going to go to the Gogo Bordello show for sure. Nice. Um, yeah. So we'll definitely I think be making that's an a- appearance there. I think that's a very good idea. I hope we see some other of our local friends around there. Uh, uh, I think you will. Maybe I mean, uh, Tom from Strandwich. Hopefully. Or, uh, yeah, Tom and Maddie. I thought we'd see see them at the Guar show. But uh, uh, I thought, yeah, he told me he had tickets, but, uh, you know, you we'll know how that goes. We'll be checking in soon with you, bud. We need <laughs> to get some burritos. Yeah, so... I don't know, like I said, uh, it, with some of these bands, I don't know if you're familiar with Gogo Bordello, John, but I think, like uh, like I said, it's it's kind of like a gypsy punk thing. They're from New York, but from I saw overseas, it. like in Ukraine, I believe. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say Russia for sure. No. Um, but I'm pretty sure Ukraine, like, this is probably one of their better known songs. I'll see if I can play this without any commercials. Their singer's name is Eugene Hutz. And, uh, he's also a pretty solid actor. If you ever see the movie, Everything is Illuminated. It's a pretty fantastic movie. Um, and you know, I think I've talked to you about this before, and I never remember the fucking kid's name who's in it with him. But he plays Frodo of the Nine Fingers in the uh, Lord of the Rings movie. What is his name, John? Frodo in the Lord of the Rings movies? Yeah. Uh, that would be... Uh... You know his fucking name. Yes. God damn it. Anyways, that kid. I hate being put on the spot like uh, that. That kid's like the main character searching for answers of what happened during World War II with his family. It's Elijah Wood. Elijah, Elijah Wood. Wood, thank you. Yeah, blue eyes. Elijah Super Wood. blue, big eyes. Yeah. Um, he's a good actor, too. Uh, so, yeah, if you get a chance to see Everything is Illuminated, it's really good. Or read the book, either way. But they have, like, a violin player, an accordion player, and then, like, three girls who dance and sing, um, a guitar player, you know, plays electric guitar, a bass player, and then Hoots plays the acoustic guitar, and some other stuff. Yeah, for sure. Obviously, like some of it's concert. in Ukrainian and some of it's in English. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Should we wear purple shirts to this show? <laughs> I don't, you know, maybe, maybe not, but uh, oh my gosh. I would say that you definitely get ready to jump around a lot and get smashed into oh, again, yeah. again, yeah. I like it. So, yeah, excited for that one. But, uh, so what else, John? Where we, you know, we've, uh, we've been barbecuing a lot. Yeah, like, for sure. I'm on, <laughs> I'm on four days in a row at, at work. Yeah, uh, we went tri tip on Monday, uh, Taco Tuesday, and then yesterday we had brats and burgers, and then today we had steak, steak salmon, and some kind of pork loin. Pork loin. Um, I'm gonna fucking die soon for sure. <laughs> We've been using the fuck out of that barbecue. Oh yeah, 
It's so cool. That it's kind of awesome. We barbecue in the morning, like nine o'clock in the morning. Yep. You well, know. we've been up for hours, so that's our lunch. We've already been on for like six, six and a half hours, so you know, we, it's not traditional breakfast or lunch time. I mean, it's breakfast time, but it's like we're skipping breakfast and going straight to lunch. Yeah. But yeah, it's been freaking good. Um, definitely been cooking a lot, which you know, always makes me think of like your family recipes because it's like you always wind up cooking or not always but sometimes you wind up cooking stuff that's similar to like what your mom or your your dad or your grandparents cooked and like Mm -hmm. which made me think of like my grandma used to make me like or not make just for me but for a lot of people she'd make uh carrot cake which i generally despise (laughs) but the frosting uh, on it was so good. <laughs> I knew you were going to bring this up. It, the frosting on it was so good that it would make the carrot cake good. You know what I mean? And I was like, so because of that, I, it even reinforces to me that a cake isn't a cake without frosting. Like, that's what makes a cake a cake. I'm digressing into this for a reason, as you know. He's jabbing at me, guys. Because... Uh, <laughs> I've been bringing in recently. Not recently, for like way before I've known you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Family, my mother, and myself have been making. His mother's these... name is Betty Crocker. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, jab, 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 jab. Uh, bringing in this uh, pistachio bundt cake. Which does not require frosting, but uh, these guys seem to think it's not a cake at that point because it's lacking frosting and or icing. And they're trying to tell me that it's a muffin. So I've been calling uh, it a muffin for a while. Yeah, I'm kind of just joking with John. Like, I don't really care if it is or (laughs) isn't, Um, but I will say this. We were talking about it with my boss the other day, and she was overhearing our argument, and she said, well, if you want to be technical about it, it's a muffin. (sighs) Right? And the look of a defeat on your fucking face when she said that, like, someone agreed with me that's, like, a higher authority to us being our boss, Mm -hmm. even though she's not a higher food authority. No. But... In that instance, I felt vindicated. Like, yeah, I was defeated. But it's anyone all out there, fancy bread. Anyone out there have a opinion about whether an unfrosted cake is still a cake or a loaf of bread or a muffin? Um, the fact that the whole first part of that you had to use cake the most—it's a. Cake. I mean, I did start with saying cake, so it's a cake. It, it could be considered by some a cake. I'm just wondering if anyone out there has a definitive answer on whether or not it's a cake. 805-477-8374. Text it. All right. <laughs> so. The cake muffin scandal. The cake somebody, muffin controversy somebody is going to go on. And the on. listeners, please be the final decider. I hope you swing to the cake side. But uh, if you're a muffin person, by all means, well, send it in. Uh, yeah but uh back to our foods and like cooking our barbecue i i've definitely been mentioning we we you know we did tri tip or you did tri tip on monday as you said right very californian thing asparagus squash and tri tip but and some we definitely onions. need to do a brisket texas style i'm i'm fine with the brisket but just like we got to fucking light the barbecue at 3 a.m already have the brisket ready to go we're gonna do it's this gonna next take, week like we're not gonna eat that thing till eleven thirty or something like you know what i mean it's Slow gonna have it's cook. gotta cook for a long time i don't want fast like if you cooked a brisket fast i have a feeling it would just be so fatty you and get a tough. smoker well no we already have that barbecue i know just get another one get a get, get a traeger and fucking put it next to it fuck yeah let's get a traeger <laughs> Pellet, baby. Let's go. 
I've heard those things are sick. Let's get a Traeger sponsorship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. If Traeger wants to kick us down with a pellet grill, fuck yeah, we'll barbecue every day. And oh fucking, my gosh, we we'll have, start doing YouTube videos for that. We have a uh, unlimited resource, the ocean. <laughs> we have get fish constantly. That's true. And there's all these hunters, all these fishermen are hunters too because but, they gotta you know, get away from also, the ocean. So, we've figured out something that no one else has that we haven't unleashed on anyone yet. What's that? Smell sound. Smell. So we have smell a vision. <laughs> smell sound, not oh, smell a vision. Damn it! But if they just listen to the podcast and we grill the like barbecue, they'll be able to smell it while we're cooking it. Really? Yeah. Oh my! I gosh. invented this. You you you've patented the technology. <laughs> I haven't patented it. I should probably. I shouldn't well, like just leave it on the fuck, open where's market. Where's the wood? Knock on it. <laughs> don't steal their idea. Hey, sh- don't take it, anyone out there. Yeah. Smell. Smell sound smell is. Smell sound. Co- yeah. Well, it's not copyrighted either. But I've said it now, so maybe that will give me at least partial ownership. I have no idea. I don't, is I, this is this show even copyrighted? No, I don't even know laws. I don't even know laws either. We're just going with the flow. And having some good vibes. Yeah, I wish I knew about statutes and laws and copyrights and things like that, but I don't. So it really leaves us open for a lot of lawsuits and things like that. Don't come after us, please. I'm also an attorney, though. (laughs) So I will Um, defend us in court. Hell yeah. Sure. I think uh, your intellect will. Also, uh, a minister. I don't know if you knew that, John. Oh man, you're an ordained minister. I can. Minister. I am an ordained minister. That sounds scary. <laughs> Anybody needs to get married? Uh, yep. Uh, the ball and chain. If you need to get married out there, real fucking cheap. Eight zero five four seven seven eight three seven four. Real cheap. <laughs> real cheap. Dirty deeds. Like, almost free. Like a burrito or a sandwich or anything like that. You're married. Burrito is a very common courtesy or well common courtesy common move. currency and common currency <laughs> yes i was I've going for the using... common courtesy move is bringing burritos oh that's you know like someone brings donuts there's you know, been a lot of burrito lo- trade in but, my life john but if someone brings burritos those bring are the people, burritos i mean honestly <laughs> when i worked at ford like i hope like miller's not listening to this because <laughs> I, I would fucking discount people who would bring us burritos like what yeah dude like uh <laughs> how which, much um <laughs> what was a burrito right, worth percentage it didn't matter <laughs> what whatever they wanted <laughs> like some valuable burritos oh yeah like the fucking uh this one guy who worked for fast undercar he would always order shit and like I would give him like wholesale discount or maybe even a little more than regular wholesale. Yeah. And I would always tell him that he had to deliver us three burritos. That was one for me, one for Eric and one for like either Mike or Bill, whoever worked there at the time. Mm -hmm. But it was always three burritos in the football pool. That was the name of my fantasy football team was three (laughs) Three burritos. burritos. (laughs) Oh yeah. It's pretty classic. And those guys were all in it. Um, That's awesome. But, yeah, so three burritos was common currency and common courtesy, both, if you wanted to discount. Like I said, hopefully, like, no one who worked with us back then is listening who wasn't getting a burrito. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I mean, those were the good days. Those were the salad days, as they say. Before the Montreal screw job? Before, well, yes. Mm-hmm around that same time period maybe or a little after like i don't know how many people are even out there who know the montreal screw job like, yeah like i was only uh, i was only made aware of that that event because of you <laughs> right but also furthermore than that it was the introduction of a song by a band called rare bloom for sure. By now, the same name as the event, Montreal Screwjob. So if Screwjob. you guys don't know about the Montreal Screwjob, that's a WWF event that I believe was held in Bret Hart's hometown of Calgary, Alberta, Canada, mm-hmm. where he was supposed to leave. He was like the WWF champion, and he was supposed to leave the WWF like on the good graces of Vince McMahon 
um, and take the title belt to uh, Ted Turner's rival organization, WCW, mm, and then and then throw the belt away or something like that, right? And that yeah. was supposedly was agreed upon, but during the match against uh, Shawn Michaels, he got quick counted by the referee supposedly and counted a quick one, two, three, and then they gave the title to Shawn Michaels. Supposedly, oh. Bret Hart didn't know that was going to happen, which I don't still don't know if I believe if it was really a screw job or they just played that up because I found it hard to believe that McMahon would, would let to Bret Hart take the title belt to WCW with him from the WWF to begin with. That does not... He has a big ego. That just doesn't sound like something he would do. So was it actually shock live, or was it fabricated? Still, yeah, who still knows? Unknown? Bret Hart, I think, still proclaims to this day a that it was moment. that it was completely, you know, live, real. Wow. Um, but, anyways, the the song from Rare Bloom, I don't know. I don't know if it has anything to do with the Montreal Screwjob other than the title is Montreal Screwjob. And the music video that they have for this is awesome. You guys need to go check it out. Oh, Rare Bloom, uh, Montreal Screwjob, fantastic. Uh, check out the video for sure. Give some love to the band. They, I, for whatever reason, they don't have a lot of followers. They need more. They need a lot more. But they're they're pretty awesome. So uh, Montreal Screwjob hit it wait it'll play within the next 30 seconds John. holy crap the song that introduced me to the event yeah and made me want to go to Austin to Zilker Park <laughs> to Zilker Park I might even start smoking again <laughs> we all know a friend named Jake There's my some... friend Jake's at Safeport <laughs> and he's got the smokes too Hey, John. Are you going to sing it into the mic? Hell no. <laughs> I'm going to let them do it. We all knew that guy. I feel like motivated to get a bunch of people together to trash a backyard when I hear this song. You know, maybe destroy the house. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Definitely graffiti the fuck out of the walls. Can, I think we can still make that happen. We gotta like figure out a way to do that. No, I don't want to trash my house or anyone's I know. <laughs> oh, okay. But at least trash the backyard. <laughs> I would only trash the backyard if, like, we could get these guys to play in the backyard. Then I'd fucking fine with it. Or surfboard. Anyway, genre change. All right, you guys got to go listen to that yourselves for that genre change. It goes a little different. It does switch genres a couple times during but, that song. But even after that little change breakdown, I like how the song ends as well. It goes into even another flip. It does. More, more of like... Heavier. Yeah, another, another, it gets heavier again. Yeah, but just another different genre flip as well towards the end there. And uh, yeah, they, they definitely are a jam. Uh, the Montreal Screwjob. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, obviously, there's still some animosity between those two to this day. Or the three of them. Hell McMahon, yeah. Bret Hart, and <laughs> Shawn Michaels. 
supposedly. <laughs> All right, so. What's up, John? I was just thinking about, like, I got to work a bunch of fucking days in a row here, but um, mm-hmm. Halloween's coming pretty soon. The spooky time. And I was thinking about how we're going to go see Surfboard uh, November 17th, I think, down in L.A. Hell but yeah. I, w- I don't know if I'm going to be able to record again with you before that, so I was thinking we should probably play a song before November Surfboard. 17th? Well... You're crazy. I meant before Halloween. Oh, okay. Before Halloween. Yeah. Understood. We'll definitely do something before November 17th. <laughs> Scared me there. I'm ask Danny if she'll do the podcast, but... Here's uh, Surfboard with Happy Happy Halloween. <laughs> Keep on trucking just uh, celebrated a one year as well. Yeah, and every song on it's great. That's a fucking good album. Yep. And I'm sure they're probably knowing them working on new songs again. You know, so I wouldn't be surprised if we heard a new album in 2023. It wouldn't surprise me. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that would be awesome. No pressure, though, guys, of course. Whenever. We're happy with what you've done. (laughs) If that's all we get, we're happy. Yeah. You're working Halloween, aren't you? Office style? I'm off, motherfucker. You're off? (laughs) Yeah. How'd you pull that off? Um, Aaron loves me. That's really cool. Yeah. I asked her. <laughs> uh, any plans? Yes, we're going uh, up to go visit the lovely state of Oregon. Going to hook up with our friends, and then uh, we were going to come back. I was going to try to drive back and be back by Sunday night, but I asked Aaron if I could have the day off, so... Um, it'll be nice not to have as much driving pressure, have an extra day. Yeah. Uh, another road trip. Yep. Many miles. Many miles. So should be uh, fun. Yeah. But, I gotta uh, get up there as well. Gotta yeah. get up to Oregon soon. Visit, visit the people up there. Get some fishing in before it stops. It's going to be cold soon up there. Yep might even be too cold already a state with seasons yeah we're used to 70 degrees year-round here maybe 60 in the winter 75 in the summer yeah but yeah it doesn't uh we don't get a lot of temp change too much here yeah anyways john we should probably uh get ready to sign out yeah unless there's something else you wanted to talk about no i think we can sign out but i uh would definitely uh would love to hear some Illuminati hotties on the way out if uh, you got that queued up at all. Uh, uh, that's another show that I'm pretty psyched about. Yeah, I Friendship think... Pit will be engaged, like we've said. Uh, uh, Friendship Pit will be engaged. It should be a awesome show. I know that normally she does it all by herself, but in concert she does have a band, so um, it's going to be awesome. I think it should be, you know, usually a lot of the things I've been seeing is their opening where this one, um, they're the main band. So it should be pretty sick. Hopefully we'll get a little longer set this way. Um, let's see here. Well, this is probably, I don't know. They have a lot of songs that I like. So I'm just going to put on one that's fairly early on for them and just is a good song that probably their first song that I heard. You know, and uh, it's an awesome video too. She's on a skateboard through the whole video, just kind of traveling through the actual video. This was another episode of John John. And she's a definite actual skater. She's not on a prop. She's on a skateboard. 
skate away.